so welcome everyone to our podcast. Well, Thank do, you do, for joining us. Do, do you want to, um, should we start again and then you can yeah, do that yeah. and I'll not interrupt this time. <laughs> Welcome to the Connect More podcast in which we discuss the seemingly random, seeking out tips and strategies for living a healthier, happier life. Join me, Dave Algio, and co-host Dave Minchella as we find the hidden connections in, well, just about anything. On with the show. Welcome to our new podcast, everyone. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, I'm David. And I'm David. <laughs> and we haven't quite, we'll call it double D thinking for the moment, yeah. but uh, you're going to see, you're going to hear at least, sorry, lots of different subjects, got lots of different people coming on. And we're going to focus, hopefully, if we don't get too distracted, because I don't know about other David, but I'm known for my being distracted and being all over the shop. But we're looking for connectedness and connectedness in people. And interesting enough, actually, subject that's happening right now or has just happened is the u.s election dave you've been keeping up with that have you been uh, keeping an eye on the u.s election yeah yeah um yeah so hi everyone i'm dave aljo you're dave minchella we probably should clarify so when people good get point. Good good point. point but but yeah um it's funny isn't it that it's it's one of those things that i've tried to avoid mm. but then cut caught up in the car crash tv nature of the, the of the actual election yeah 24, 48 hours, whatever it was. It seems like a lifetime now. Um, <laughs> and I think actually, albeit, you know, it's topical at the moment. It may not be in due course. It's actually relevant, I think, to the con- to, to, to what we talk about and the focus of our our um, podcasts. Because albeit we might be wide-ranging and kind of making what seem like random connections, for me, that's the beauty of conversation and some of the conversations with our guests that we'll have is trying to take a topic and seeing where we can take it in a way that related to life, but related to our thinking in maybe a different way. I'm fascinated with that. I love to think about things, say American politics, for, for example, and without even getting into which side or whatever, it's fascinating to me what's gone on around it, how people have responded and are reacting, um, and how does that relate to us on a day-to-day basis? So a classic example for me is, Say for you know the fact that Trump is arguing about the the vote and we should stop the vote and stop it now and count the real votes and what yeah, have you, and yeah. it reminds me of of it depends on the side you're on, doesn't it? You know that there's mm-hmm. a classic piece of psychology research and I can't remember who it was because I read it so long ago, which looked at football teams and their view of the referee, and if you yes. and they did some research on it, didn't they? Where they looked at each side hated the referee and thought the referee was biased against them. Yes, I remember. And I think, I isn't that classic? That, so something like the, the the elections kind of brings that up on a massive scale that people think Huge. that, you know, they're in the right, that this has been against them and held against them because they've technically lost. If it had been switched the other way around, would they have been the first to shout, um, shut your mouth, get on with it, accept the vote? I think you're right. You know, I think absolutely right. Yeah, and... To be fair, would that have been the same on the Democrat side? You know, if they had kind of... Because at, yeah. at the moment, we're assuming that Joe Biden has won and we're kind of accepting the, that, that there's, mm. the legal mm. challenges won't, won't uh, succeed. But if Joe Biden was on the losing side, how would the Democrats have responded? And for me, that's not just a good or bad. It's a human thing that... Do we tend to do that? And that's what, that's what really, for me, the podcast 
I want to explore is this idea of how, you know, we, we often take sides, we often look at things from perspectives, but bring it back to as a human being, what are our biases, our sometimes the, the, the blindness that we have when we go into things? How can we open up and just think about things differently? I love to be twirled. And that's a phrase somebody wants to use. Where I have a perspective. We're using that. That is going to be twirl of the podcast, right? Remember that. So, ladies and gentlemen, so there will be from now on a twirl of the podcast. So, we want to know what twirls you as well. That's definitely something we want to include in there. Dave, to pick up your point there, I think you're absolutely bang on because if you think about things like in group, out group psychology, it's always us and them and the and, and other. People seem to be quite scared or at least unsure of, of the other i think that's something that happens all the time but it's in sharp focus in in this particular example i think that's really interesting you said that and again we have a connectedness of other if, if well that's okay if, if they do that and it's okay like the poem mending wall the american po- well you know about how uh, good fences uh, sorry that's wrong fences bring good neighbors yes yeah and really that that's nonsense mm. when you think about it. Yeah, it, it creates it, it creates a boundary. It doesn't create a good neighbour. We, you know, and when I remember talking about this, I, this is completely off topic now. But there's something called the Massive Mexican Immigration Project, right? And they found that actually that Mexican immigration into America was a, a nearly a net zero because they would go yeah. during one time of the year and they'd come back the other time of the year. But when, you made, when they made the passage more difficult and under the, in the 80s, under the Reagan era, it meant that more of them stayed in America because it was too dangerous to come back. Yeah. And Trump's uh, policies doubled up that. Yeah. So it actually, it was instead of returning to their home country, they stayed in America. Yeah. Because of that, and that's shown in this project, fascinating. It was under another podcast by Malcolm Gladwell called Revisionist History. Yeah, it was in that. that. Really good, and it was actually so spot on about, he mentioned the mending wall and he mentions that. I think that is something that people don't see. When you scratch, you know, you look at something on the very surface, you think, actually, yes, you know, Trump could be right, but actually, look at what's happening. And if, if you want to just drop, you know, a political stance and just look at the data alone. What he has done is actually made his own problem, his own perceived problem, worse. Yeah. And I think that's interesting about how we people react to that. Yeah. And how that those differences in terms of looking at what looks at one way when you look at it first sight, then dig a little deeper and it's actually a different thing altogether. Yeah. And that's the thing. This is the thing about being twirled it's a, I can't remember, it was a friend of mine on a course years ago used it. The idea that you have a position or a perspective and suddenly your world has just been spun by a fact or something and you see it differently. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a big believer, and I've said it to you, we don't think our way to opinions. We kind of just form them by whatever life. Yeah. And actually when we apply thought and recognize that thinking takes effort firstly, which is probably what puts a lot of people off, um, it's kind of when we apply thinking, recognizing that our thinking, just because we think a thing doesn't mean it's right, and yeah. we start to then apply that with an open mind about our thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. that then starts to challenge us as an individual to think, actually, I don't know it all. And, th- and this intuitive answer is, or this intuitive solution, like the Mexican immigration pro- issue, um, 
it makes perfect sense to build a wall to stop them coming if you think about it one way. But then you think, actually, now that you've just explained it, I can see why. But that's when you par- you have to kind of park your you, what you've bought in. Like if you're a supporter of a football team and that ref has just made a decision against you, you are going to believe that ref is biased to you, towards you. And, exactly. act- and you know, if you've got a group of people having a few pints watching it and you're all on the same side you're going to band together and believe it even more. And if you've got one loan, I'm going to talk about Sunderland Newcastle here because that's, you know, I've got mates. I'm not interested in football, by the way, but I've got mates who are majority Newcastle, one Sunderland. And if they have a beer, they rip the piss out of each other. Yeah. The majority Newcastle will always tip the piss out of the Sunderland one, but the Sunderland one will be the one who'll say that one thing. And he goes, da, 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 you know, it's kind of poo-pooed. And it would be the other way around if it was, you know, mm. the different majority. Miracle, a numerical disadvantage he's suffering from. Yeah, of course well. it is. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that isn't that the way? And you know, they talk about echo chambers. You know, if you're surrounding yourself with people who believe the same stuff, you're never really going to challenge or change your thinking. Absolutely, that's a really good point. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely, absolutely. It's yeah. funny you say that again because when you, I was thinking this. You, if I could take the analogy now about this connectedness thing, I'm take this further. Now we've, we've gone from from politics. Now go to football. <laughs> yeah. Now, if if you imagine that you're in that crowd. That baying crowd of footballers, right? Of, of football fans, sorry. Yeah. And, you know, let's say one of the opposition players you believe fouled one of your players, but wasn't picked up for it. If he comes anywhere near you or comes, you know, to the edge of the pitch where the fans are, people are going to start slating them. Now, I have heard, being at matches, some things said to other players on the other team that you would never, I don't think, ever, ever hear on the street. But there's, I think, I don't, I don't know what this is called, and I probably should look into this, but the phenomenon of where the one becomes the many, and that many is one huge sort of force, yeah. Yeah. where any form of you know, accountability is lost, and you become anonymous within that, and you can then say what you want. I've heard some really quite rough things and I think Jesus you know oh wait come on get a grip yourself it's a football match here but at that heightened emotional state that heightened aroused state people say things and they and it's like on the internet Mm. you know go on Twitter go on Facebook the faceless you know um, picture that might be on there or or whatever they'll be slagging some calling some people some awful really awful things and they feel that they can get away with that. Well, because I, either they feel they get away with it or they don't care how the other will feel. And that is a different thing altogether, you know, lack of empathy, lack of compassion. Because at the end of the day, I don't think, and I've said this a number of times before, that most people, what they say either at a football match or online, they would say to a person's face in the street or across the Absolutely. table, I think, I think that's this anonymity this ability of freedom of speech over the internet has, you know, certain absolute strengths and positives. But then again, it has some of the, you know, some of the worst of human behavior that we could see. Mm. And, you know, we talk about being connected, but maybe we could be more connected in how what we do and say will make others feel. Certainly in, in, in those situations. I can't imagine any, ever, 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 saying anything that I would read online to some yeah. person's face. No, I think you're right. You know? I think, do you know, it's funny, 
you've kind of maybe laid out a few potential topics to tease out if we can find people who have special expertise in that because you're mm. talking about the online nature of things yeah, about yeah. group behaviors in crowds and i think whether there's a link between the two or they are separate things i don't know if there's that would be interesting to explore mm-hmm. connectedness mm. you kind of when we're talking about you know i was talking about the the idea of the podcast is just have conversations and see if we can make connections that bring it back to us as human beings. We're also talking about connections between human beings because that mm. does bother me. And that, that's why I guess I've, or I've kept an eye on the American elections and the divisions over there and yeah. things like what's happened in the UK, mm-hmm. you know, over Brexit and whatever, right. You know, whatever you believe it's the, it's the divisions that are, that are created and how we then treat each other as a result. And coming back to it as a human being, um, you know, we can, make, we can get into our backgrounds and what, you know, what brings us to this podcast, and I guess now, because that's that's the thing. I am fascinated with, you know, how do I navigate this world? How do I kind of make the most of it in terms of myself and my own growth and understanding and in c- connection with others? What can I learn that will help me be, you know, happier, more effective, et cetera? Um, and how can I not, you know, have a negative impact on others? How can I kind of leave other people feeling better than, better than, better than they were before they met me or had an interaction with me? Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that sounds a bit too airy fairy, but like, no, I understand kinda. what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, and because there's there's some people who do really believe actually that, that um, you know, if you consider any interaction as a two way interaction, you will be affected by the person that you've met. And vice versa. So your actions, your words will affect them, but then their actions, their words will affect you. Yeah. And that idea of interconnectedness is actually something used in dialectical behavior therapy. Right. How that we're all connected in one way or another. Um, you know, we're all connected because we are all victims of the uh, laws of nature. Yeah. Uh, we all connect connected because we're all human beings. And then, but then, then you have you know relationships and interactions and connectedness in that way you know how that you may go out and make you know try and you know do something but that action or behavior or what have you will have an uh, uh, an effect on somebody but then equally their reaction to that will have a effect on you and what have you going on like that i think i i am definitely fascinated by human behavior and yeah. you know my work in psychology is show it's, it's really peak mind us even further yeah uh when you look at the different research around why we do this and why we do that and how we have a reaction to this and how we have a reaction to that um that's it's i've mentioned to you before so we've talked about conspiracy theories uh, around trump and it being you know him and his followers and he's been cheated out of the election it's not necessarily based in fact but we do know that what the research shows that conspiracy theories have a spike after traumatic events now i think it's fair to say that this election really has been a traumatic event for some um and it will be a traumatic event for him if he loses his presidency because that means he loses a lot of his power Mm. and so will all the hangers on that he has and they don't want that but we know that that those conspiracy theories also derive from people who you know socially isolated who are untrusting of others or untrusting of other groups you know they may not trust, if you're a Republican, you wouldn't trust a Democrat or vice versa. And then sadly, in some cases, if you're homophobic, you don't trust people who are gay, straight, LGBT, you know, and uh, whatever. Yeah. And that social isolation then builds up. And if you're able to find a group who agree with you, say online, 
it's much better. And you see the uh, proliferation of these conspiracy, conspiracy theories and and how they sometimes go you know, too far. And now, which touch on it again, but the internet is that has that ability to have you reach thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. You know, it used to be old Joe in the pub who would say something daft to his five mates or the five other people in the barmaid or the bartender. And then that, that's, that's as far as it would go. It may, you know, you know, old Joe's mate might tell his wife, but that would be it. Mm. You know, so maybe, you know, 10, 15 people hear it. Old Joe can go on the internet, put a YouTube video out, get 40,000 views, you know? Yeah. And people look for these. People people look for these ideas and they're wanting to be able to think, yes, he says it, must mean I'm right. My thought, this would, this doesn't seem right, you know. You talk it, about that fendestate, about different, different things. Though, yeah, know? and it's more than that. It's the fact that the algorithms have been serving up more of what you search for and what have you, haven't they? So there's, there's exactly. that. Um, I, I think you're right. I think um, this... And, and they can also be quite compelling. It, it, like if you listen to some things, you can think, oh, that sounds reasonably interesting mm. and, and mm. makes sense. I mean, there's a lot about the COVID stuff because that's topical at the moment. And if you were yes. to listen to it, um, you, you, kind, you kind of go, hmm, I know nothing about statistical interpretation of, but you've just made it sound, whatever it is, sound like plausible. Yeah. Now, you know, for somebody like I'm, I like to question and, and whatever, but like for somebody who, who is already of a bent to either believe or disbelieve a particular thing, mm. it doesn't take much to get to mm. add to that. And and then suddenly you've got somebody credit what such and such says, or, you know, they were speaking to such and such who is a such and such and it becomes yeah, quite yeah, a, yeah. Uh, an embedded thing. So just, just um, obviously it, because it's episode zero mm. um, and excited in terms of looking forward to who we we're going to have in, on interview, etc. The whole yeah. tradition of episode zero is to give the background because it's not necessarily what somebody would come to first. Um, no. These are dedicated listeners that are going to listen to this, mind. If they're already still hanging on to this episode. <laughs> if, you're still, if you're still here, still guys, here, I well mean, done. good for you. You need some sort of medal that you've, you've gone <laughs> through that really hard stuff. But don't worry, we have got some you know, slightly uh, easier stuff to come. So just hang in there. Keep going. Get that stamina, that podcast stamina going, guys. Don't be, letting, don't be leaving us just yet. Yeah. So in that, um, let's give some background. Then what? What? What's your background? What you've kind of indicated your interest in behaviour? Yeah. What so what, um, give us my your history. background, uh, mostly in science at start. You know, that's my that's basically it. But I've moved into psychology over the last ooh, ten plus years now, twelve years. So working as a, as a within psychology, my I have very huge interest around the subjects of it. And why we do certain things, you know, looking into a lot of the work of behavioral economics by, you know, people like Kahneman and Tversky, mm. or looking at, you know, forensic, different forensic models as well. And then looking at the old school stuff when people talk about behavioral psychology or social psychology or what have you. But at the, at the heart of it, it's why, why we do what we do, why we think why we do. I find that fascinating that you might have someone who's, you know, just the same as me, but may choose a different tact or they may have a different idea about something, a different interpretation. Why is it that we do what we do? I find that absolutely fascinating. And and that, that builds on to the work I'd done previously when I did, you know, 
other other science-based work and my my original degree for instance wasn't in psychology at all it was in biomedical science so i do enjoy about the heart the the harder science as someone could some type call it but i would still consider psychology as a hard science but it's certain that mix i find that fascinating um and looking into you know as a why do we do and to be honest actually i'm a firm believer if you want to see the future you should look at the past because mm. a lot of the things that we do now are just repeated from either mistakes or or goals or the right the right choice made that we've seen before and we learn from that and i think that's interesting to look into and i think those are the types of things that we we'll probably end up discussing with lots of different guests that we've got and their point of view and how is it they've got to be where they have and you mentioned about the guests i think there'll be people who are you know what i would consider experts in their field but also there are people who have a huge interest in the subject and want to share that with us by yourself dave yeah yeah so similar thing when you said why people do what they do and what makes them tick i guess that's that's pretty much what fascinates me my <clears throat> in terms of background i've i've managed anxiety as as you know something although i didn't know what it was for a lot of a lot of years and spent a lot of time mismanaging that or just not managing it at all or managing it through alcohol and things like that and um that coupled with joining the police at 21 and being in police for 20 odd years um doing a variety of different roles um it gave me a real fascination really for a how i've coped or not coped as well um but also how you know, people cope, my colleagues, the things that they've had to deal with, we've had to deal with, the experiences you have and how you come out the other side changed, possibly damaged in the sense of you, you, your post-traumatic stress or or what have you, um, or growth, um, but also the members of the public, you know, and the fact it's always struck me that people are just amazing at coping with things. We are amazing thing. People mm. we are amazing at coping. Mm-hmm. How we cope is what fascinates me because the coping bit is we can cope in ways that aren't necessarily good for us in the medium to long term, you know, like alcohol, silence and all these things that we've absolutely. had many a conversation. Isolation. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. With and we cope, but there are more positive ways of coping. And that's what's fascinated me and moved me into what I'm doing now, which is independently working for myself as a speaker mm-hmm. and trainer and coach on well-being, resilience, stress, emotional coping, self-care, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that that's it. But underlying all of that is the the fascination with the power of an individual person. And I think it can become a cliche to think that you've got you've got a lot you've got the answers in yourself and all of that kind of thing. And I don't want to be glossy about it. I like to keep it very brass tacks and down to earth. Mm-hmm. But I think most of us, when we're in a position of really struggling, we've we've lost or given away our power our sense of belief in ourselves and the belief in the capabilities and capacities that we have to do certain things for ourselves and to move forward. And that can be on an ex, like a, a continuum from somebody who's just had a bad day, can't get the head right, just needs to sort of take a bit of planning time, pull themselves back together through to somebody who's just had that burnout, that breakdown, that traumatic event and needs some real professional support to help them get back to their own self-efficacy and, and self, their ability to, to get back in control with their lives. I don't know if that makes sense. But I think that, kind of- that, that, that is, yeah, I think that's it. And, and to do that as well, Dave, that's, you know, good for you, you know, great, great work there, man. You've got to ca- carry on doing that. Carry on. I think that's important. I'm not, there's not, we've, we've said this before, there's not enough uh, mm. of that sort of help resource out there for various different populations, especially blokes. So, you know, 
yeah it's just that's just that's just it's just the, the case and that's how how we have to try at least to try and maybe get around that for for the general population but i suppose we could end up having a whole podcast on that we could and, yeah and and never and never stop talking about because we do there's so oh my god there's so much there's yeah. no, and so much we could the change and not but not enough that sadly is is out there for people yeah and yeah. you know good good on yourself to keep doing that dave you know and that's what that's you know? what i guess brought us back together in the sense that we we met when we were doing the degree in psychology at Sunderland. That's right, that's right, yeah. You, you completed right. it and went on to master's and I ditched out just because life events were so chaotic for me. <laughs> and finally I've come back and kind of got my head together and, and completed my own master's very recently. And I think in our conversations, hmm. we have shared this fascination. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, from a bloke's perspective and what's, you know, that 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 perspective, but it's it's... It's the human thing, isn't it? Because yeah, it's not just been about being a bloke. It's about yeah, yeah, yeah. being a human. Yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I guess that's what excites me about the the potential conversations we're having, gonna have. Um, yeah, yeah. Continue to have um, to share our insights and not 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 in a kind of we know how to fix it. You know, let's put the world right in a pub conversation, but like ask the questions and kind of almost encourage. You, the listener, or listeners, both the listeners, ask, or both of you. Yeah, yeah, two of you. To, um, <laughs> hi, mum. <laughs> to, to um, I guess to to ask these questions of yourself and your world because mm. we don't have the answers. We can. We want to hear from the guests yeah. as well. We want to hear what do they do? You know, because yeah, it yeah, could be something yeah. they do and or say that someone might pick up and go, "I'm, I'm having that. I'm taking that. I'll take that in my toolbox. I'll have that for later on." Yeah. Yeah. And I often think, you know, the questions, the you know, I can pick up a tip or a tool here and there or an insight, but actually sometimes the most powerful thing is a question that makes me think, oh God, I'm not sure about that. And then I go away and have a think and, and reflect. Yeah. Mull it over. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So Dave, I've got, I've got, a, got something for you now, right? Okay. okay. We do, we're going to ask this of every guest. I think this is going to be one of those, we're going to have, you know, a day, a weekly twirl, right? <laughs> Tour of the podcast, that's the one, right? Right, okay. And ladies and gents, if you are listening, by all means, buy a, a chocolate to, you know, chocolate bar to go in. Other chocolates are available. We're not yet sponsored by Twill or Cadbury's, but <laughs> if you are listening, Mr. Cat, Mr. Mrs. Cadbury, we would accept copious amounts of Twill, okay? But I also like dairy milk. So just let you know, put it out there, okay? So, right, here you are, Dave. So here we are. First one, what are you, what's your king of condiments? King of, oh, king of condiments, right. Um, Come on now, let's hear it. Oh, now, I guess salt. Salt? I'm going to go a bit, right, I have this holy, holy trinity of cooking is salt, fat, salt, fat acid. Sugar. Oh, acid, acid. oh. Which okay. is a lime or something. So I say it knowing that it would never be in isolation, but it generally it's something that goes with those three in most things that I'm cooking. Mm. In fairness... Yes, I, I agree. Mine's soy sauce. Soy sauce, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Salty. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So you can put it on your broccoli, you can put it on your rice, even add it to like a chicken dish or whatever, mm. you know, pork to, you know, the marinade or something like that. You're right. There I might well. have to concede that. I'll concede well, that point. You're right. I'm, I think we should, when I'm interested in what other guests bring up. Mm. And, I, and, if, and if I don't agree, 
I'm going to say defend. Right. I want to hear what it is. Well, look at but, that. I caved in the first question. <laughs> it was the broccoli reference because I think broccoli needs all the help it can get, and soy sauce is probably the best thing it can you can do with broccoli. Just brings it out, mate. It brings Those, that flavour out. Right. It's gorgeous. Right, You're next right. one. I'll defend King this of biscuits. One. King of biscuits. King What's of biscuits. Oh. I'll give you mine first, and then, then I can, if you want me to defend a Viennese milk chocolate finger. Mm, okay, go on. Why? Well, it's crumbly. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good bit. I think it's not, but not without being soft, right? So you don't want a soft biscuit. No one wants a soft, soft oh, biscuit. No. <laughs> this is good. Don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no well, one it's wants about Duncan, isn't it? It's Duncan in you, a cup of tea. That's you want a good, but it's got a good layer of chocolate either on the underside or it's half chocolate. So you've got that good bit of crumble, good bit of chocolate, but then it hits you with a bit of chocolate. So it's it's at the same time half chocolate and half not and I think you're getting the best of both worlds and being that crumbly sort of texture you're laughing mm. I will I not it. accept a custard cream or a bourbon awful biscuits overrated right good night Irene right well I'm gonna say good night Irene because I was gonna oh. say bourbon no it's gotta way. be a bourbon defend because defend. um for, for me what you just explained there is that there's not enough substance to that to the biscuit that you described just, just, it just doesn't have it, you know. Mm. It's like the Peter Kay sketch about um, was it Hobnob being the, the paratrooper of the, you know, <laughs> of the of the biscuit world. Well, Bourbons aren't quite paratroopers, but I think they're they're a good solid soldier, right? Good. They're that upright. Is a great line. That is a great line. <laughs> we. That is amazing that you just. Said that. <laughs> He's a good solid soldier. That Bourbon. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, reliable foot soldier there. Well, that, that's what it is. I mean, here's the thing. In the foot soldier you're talking about, it is about numbers as well because you can't just have one bourbon. You've got to, like, take the analogy too far. You've got to send them out there. In, go, in, go have more. Like Listeners, do you agree with this, by the way? If anyone, put it in the comments. <laughs> put it in whatever, I don't know why I'm saying that because it's not, it's not Facebook Live, <laughs> is it? That's why I'm saying that. But let us know. We're gonna, when, when, hopefully when this goes live, there'll be a way of contacting us. But let us know what you think about that, because I think that's really, that's, I can't agree with a bourbon. I just think they're overrated. They're tasteless. It tastes like cardboard. Uh, nah, 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 nah. Definitely not. Well, there's one we can't agree on, but we've got, you know, we're, we're somewhere there in terms of, at least we agree, soy is the king of condiments there. Crisps, Dave. King of crisps. Don't get them that often, but pickled onion, Walker's crisps. What? There. What type of what is going on? How are we how friends? We how different we are, <laughs> <laughs> which is all right. But I didn't think you'd be a pickled onion man. What? Well, what are you then? Oh, now is everyone sitting down because you know the socks bun off you now, ladies and gents. No, right? Don't say chicken curry. No, no, no. Just keep it simple. But it's all about the crunch, right? Mm-hmm. So. Salt and vinegar kettle chips. The blue bag. Right. I almost had a version, a vision of you saying salt and vinegar McCoys, and I was going to say, yeah, I could see that. No, yeah, actually, that's a close second. Mm, see, that would trump the one, yeah. Kettle chips, yeah, okay, okay. But I, good I, crunch, good crunch, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I think it's, an, it's important that Christmas is a good crunch, and it's no, thick, yeah. you know? 
Do you know what? I, it has to be. So it's between salt and vinegar and pickled onion do the same thing, but pickled onion edges it for me, is you open the packet and the bottom of my jaw starts with that feeling of anticipation <laughs> already. It's like the taste buds, before I've even put one near my mouth, they've started. That, to me, is a sign of a good packet of crisps. Well, that's a good... Yeah, don't get me wrong, but I think you're right. I think you need a bit of force, a bit of flavour, <laughs> and a bit... And thickness. That's what Oh, uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, Walker's... Pickled onions, good, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Right, well, I think we'll call it a draw there. I can see All where right. you're coming from. You see where I'm coming from. We're in, you know, in agreement there. Chocolate, king of chocolate. Oh, right, oh, right. Tell you what, these sponsors, they're racking us up. Tell you what, if we get 100,000 listeners, I want to hear some sponsorships coming forward. With all these, we're dropping these names like God knows what. I'm not the BBC, clearly. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the question in terms of narrowing, zoning in on chocolate. Are you mm. a Galaxy or a Cadbury's? Because I'm definitely Cadbury's side of the fence. Ah, right. I was, I was Cadbury's in the 90s. Eh, sorry, Galaxy in the 90s, right? Uh. But they changed, Nestle changed recipe. Do they? We're not as good. And then oh, in the last, when Kraft bought Cadbury's, they changed their recipe. Yeah. Never as it... I'd, I, I would take a 1990s Galaxy or a 1980s Cadbury. There you go. Okay, but what about now? Now, different kettle of fish. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going hoity-toity. I'm going bourgeois here. Oh. Hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we're going. Hotel Chocolat Caramel oh. Slab. Really? Mm-hmm. You know... Can't get more middle class than that. that. I'm shocked. (laughs) I'm shocked. I think I've been in and bought a Christmas present from there once. I've never had it, unless they've given us away a free finger, you know. Excuse me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they give give, (laughs) you know. There's there you go, giving away your middle class bloody chocolate, bringing it right back down. I know, yeah. You see, that's disguise problem. your roots there, can you? No, well, you see, that's, that's a public school, boarding school sort of mentality. You know, um, absolute dross, uh, low, <laughs> built humour right there. Right. Oh, oh God. for me, right, and you don't Go see that much of them. I'm not even sure if they're called this, but a Cadbury's whole nut. I don't even think it's called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're still there. So you can still get are they called nut. a whole nut? There was, oh. I think it's called nut now. Cadbury's nut, something yeah. nutty or whatever they're called. Whole nut. Maybe, that maybe in the is. fridge. Oh, yeah. Cadbury's, right, yeah. Cup so, of tea. Cadbury's has to be out of the fridge. King, king of chocolate, point one or point oh, right? Get your chocolate, ladies and gents, in the fridge. Yeah. See, that's contentious in this household. What? Definitely. How is that contentious? It's got to be in the fridge, man. No, no, see, I, I totally agree. I'm bored on it, but, uh, and I won't eat, well, all right, that's taken it too far. I will eat chocolate wherever and whenever. Yeah. But um, I, I've been known to take it off the bench and put it in the fridge if I can have that temptation resistance for long enough to let it chill. Good man. Uh, Leslie, no, she's, she's not fussed. But bite-sized, like Maltesers, out of the fridge. Mm. You can't put a Malteser in the fridge. That is wrong. Ah, uh, see, no, I disagree. Oh, and well, see, but I'm mean, I'm with you on the bar. The bar's got to be in the fridge if it's Cadbury's, Cadbury's or Galaxy. Bar must be in the fridge. Simple as. What? The condition of having the Maltesers, and this is only how I eat Maltesers, is out of the fridge with a cup of tea. Because oh no, I warmth, eat a cup of tea. The warmth in your mouth 
does the melting for you. And there's something about that. Change that cup of tea to an Earl Grey, my friend. Earl Grey and... Is that uh, that flowery stuff? That's the flower. Twining's Earl Grey, man. Cannot be oh, I, This <laughs> is you should, in your public school upbringing, isn't it? call this clash of the class. That's what it should be. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can't be doing with that flowery stuff, mate. No, that flowery business. <laughs> Give me a... No, no, that's Give us a good builder's much. tea whenever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Right, so we're getting there, right? We're getting... Right. This is going to be, this one, I think, will be the most controversial. All right, go on then. Cut of meat. Ooh. See? Tell me yours, I'll have a think, because... Uh, well, this is where I struggle, because I'm normally a fillet, steak bit of fillet, but I quite like rump. Got to be medium, medium, though. Medium rare. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on the well medium rare. Nonsense. Definitely on the medium rare. Um, fillet, fillet, good fillet steak. Yeah, I could, yeah. I yeah. think you can't, you know, you can't go wrong. Yeah. I've, I've had that. I've had that wagyu before. Oh my god, tasted me. Oh, I've never had that. Is that? Oh, yeah, I mean, I've heard all about it. There's one place in Yarm had it there. It's amazing. Oh my god. <sighs> I'm not, we're not mentioning that. That's that is going too far. Yeah, not, I'm not mentioning any more brands until people start sponsoring us for this. <laughs> can't say that what am I saying of course I'm not saying so we're going to create so now this is this is a really odd one but I thought I'll throw it out there king what? of veg uh-huh. now potato is not a vegetable so I'm not no. going to accept vegetable potato right uh, depends whether you're going versatility versus flavour whatever it's whatever you want I the think the best the good old onion the good old onion yeah gone for an onion you wow, defend you that. Do, well, because you can the onion. So this is a very onion podcast, could you say? Pickled onion crisps, you've oh, yeah, for the well, onion veg, you your condiments, you want and God knows what, pickle this, crisp that. What's going on? <laughs> we should be called the onion podcast if it yeah, wasn't already except taken. Except I think it's already taken. <laughs> yeah, it's already yeah. taken. Yeah. No, but... Really right, right. I just realised I haven't written these down. I, I can defend this. I can Go defend on, I want to hear this. Because it comes in so many different styles, red, white, spring, all sorts of different ones that gives yeah. it versatility. It's got, they've each got different flavors that lend themselves to different things from a stir fry to a salad, to a curry, to a Indian, sorry, right. to an um, Italian or something like that. And for me, just at its simplest, you stick some chopped and sliced onions into a frying pan with a little oil and then caramelize it down. You can chuck it on that, sir, that fillet steak you can put it on mm. the top of a burger. You can dress a salad with it once it's cold. You can do all sorts. It is it for me. I mean, you know what? In fairness, you're winning me over on that one, actually. You, 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 you've, there you go. You've defended that very, very well, right. in fairness. What was your chocolate hole nut? That was it. Yeah. You defended that really well, Dave. I can't, I can't deny that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock up the onion, in my estimation, on, on just your your sale, your your big sell, your hard sell alone. It must be an onion sell. You've been French in the past life, something. Oh, I so, see. I've got, I've got a big affinity with France. I love France. There you go. May, may well be. Is that is that so, one of those stereotypical things, or the, the French, is, France know. and onion? <laughs> you know, like that sort of thrown I don't out. Know. No, no. I, I just want, because like, 
or are they really renowned for because you know um, for for onions? It's part of the garlic family. Like that, that's all part of the same family, isn't it? Is not that it is me, but totally betraying me <laughs> ignorance about onions. And... Oh, we need to get. I have a podcast just about an onion. I'm going broccoli, but I know you don't like broccoli. Oh, but I I, I don't like dislike broccoli. it. I don't but dislike can, it. I think it can it can be used as you say. Ver, it's versatile yeah. on any type of dish. So you can have broccoli in. English, you can have it in French, you can have it in um, Chinese, stir fry. Yeah, have it in some curry as well. What you can't, I don't think, and I don't, I think this is mostly because they just don't do veg. Is American dishes? I yeah. feel you can You don't see a lot of green. You don't see a lot of color. They're a beige cuisine in America, right? <laughs> I, I get, I get the verse. I, I wouldn't know about the American stuff other than like the typical, like burgers and steaks and things like that. So I'm not really able to comment on that. I get the versatility. It just strike, and I get it because it's a, it's a good one to put into bulk out a meal, isn't it? Exactly, it is. But it needs a lot of help. I think if you overcook it, it takes. A, if you steam it, you're laughing. Right. All oh, right. Okay. So last but not least, it's king of drinks. Um, this can be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, however you, you want it. King of drinks. I'll give you mine first. Go on then. Diet Coke. <laughs> right. Is Old this... reliable. Right. Is it is it bordering on an addiction for you or or you... Uh, oh could be. I try and have I try and have a minimum maximum of two a day if that's no right. more than so that. Also you have to limit yourself on it. Oh, then. yeah. Uh, so that I would just have it in an IV, mate, if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I love a Diet Coke chilled. Um, and it's got, it's got to be cold, yeah, not yeah. mess around. Let's not mess around here. Cracking it up, that first few glugs can be really... Oh, yes. Wow. Um, king of drinks, king of drinks. I do like my red wine. See, I don't really drink alcohol anymore. Uh, which is surprising considering how you and I used to go out in the town for my birthday <laughs> in Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, ah, there's a question. So have you, is it a conscious thing or are you well, just... stop drinking? I just have done, you don't. Uh, a bit of both, a bit of both. All right. Um, like the cost for one thing. Yeah. But hangover another. Yeah. And health is a third. Yeah, well, I suppose that's that for me. I say red wine because I do like it, but I, I we, we both share the interest in CrossFit, and I'm kind of getting into it and mm. loving it. And there's now worse than going to a morning CrossFit session after after having had a few too many, and especially. Oh my god! Like, I don't know how you manage it. I no, I've been manage it. I'd be sick. No, oh, so like that has that has helped me taper back, particularly step away from the red wine. So yeah, I might have yeah. G&T instead if it was... Oh, like, yeah, you know. say welcome to being middle class with your G&Ts, Dave. <laughs> Come and sit next yeah, to me. The seat yeah. is lovely. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I do love a red wine, uh, Shiraz or a Malbec. You see, be it. without uh, going too much my sister's uh, boyfriend, partner, whatever they call themselves these days, he actually works as a sommelier, master sommelier. Mm, in fact, I'm giving him nice. a distance, so he... There's a lot of champagne, wines. It's a great job. And what, what a job that is, eh? 
Yeah, it's it's funny. It's one of those jobs where people, well, not the job, but like when people kind of, oh, it's just a wine snob, and there's no to it. It's just you know, it, it all tastes the same. But I think you could you could say that for any. Thing that you take whether it's art music yeah exactly you, yeah it's all about how involved you get and, and like how nuanced you get i guess he can either or it's you know you might as well take taste of plum it'd be like you bought tight plum overripe plum dark plum underripe plum you know this yeah. thing. jesus what the hell yeah. where, 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 where are you getting this from where, what, <laughs> what 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 are you doing what magic flavor glands have you got that, that we're all that i as an average joe missing mm. So you've gone for the wine. You've gone for a yeah, red wine, yeah. Dave, yeah? And so there we are. There's a seven. Right. I think that's a good little icebreaker just to bring in for guests from now on. And, just, and listeners, you don't be too shy. If you want to give out some of yours, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have some sort of social media going, I'm sure, at some point with the yeah. Bliv Blav or the Face Mace or whatever the hell the young you youths of today are, uh, are on. Or tick and clock, or whatever it's called. Tick and clock, <laughs> aye, that one. Tick and clock, that that well known. Or um, yeah, because we're down with it. We're connected. We know. We're so that. cool. Wait, like I'm on my, my face. Aye. Yeah. And or space time is it? Space time. Yeah. See, I like, I like, I, I, I love all of that stuff. Mind cosmology and and f- oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I love quantum physics, like the science of it, not the pseudoscience of it. I love all of that. But I don't understand a damn thing of it. No, like, it, <laughs> like what really like messed with my mind is the scale aye. of everything. Uh, like, what was it? Like, uh, so it, uh, something like if the sun was a basketball, the Earth would be a grain of salt, a grain of sand. Uh, like five feet away or something you know you know yeah. it's like when we get in these scale but, but, but that the word no that was it if you if you had the sun which was in manchester the nearest galaxy would be in spain but oh, the wow. sun was the size of a basketball yeah it's, what it's, the hell we need to get you know what we need to get someone on here who could explain that because that would be about connectedness because then how that you know, we go from that to that to the to like you know, Neptune is the size of a tennis ball, but it's four miles away. What Madness. the? F- what is going on? That's my favorite planet, Neptune. Is what it? Why? Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. To Defend look at. <laughs> king it's of planets. I don't know. Look at it. It's beautiful. It's a blue marble with some white wisps through it i just love the look of it it's funny me and my daughter rosie she's um five years old and she's taken on this passion because uh because of mine i've kind of influenced her so she loves to watch all of this and there's some crap on youtube that uh, oh, yes, songs of the planets um i mean i'm but there's some quite irritatingly catchy songs as well there's a great little cartoon series um shut up cartoons or some of the planets and they've given them characters and uh, it's, it's it's fun to watch you know oh, i'll try i'll have a look at that for mine you don't I'll learn a damn that. thing about it it's just character it's funny but i suppose that that's like my concluding thought is that's how wide and and random my mind is i love i love history i love yeah. like you were saying look looking back on history and you do see patterns repeating and, and human nature coming through and things mm. that are happening now or happen you know, are likely to happen, have happened time and time again. And it makes me wonder um, whether we as human beings, have we actually changed? And is it, I can't mm-hmm. remember, is it Dan Pink? 
he wrote the slate or the blank slate or something. I can't remember who the author was. I probably butchered that. But talks about actually, whilst we live in a safer world in general and there are less people dying as a result of war, et cetera, et cetera, we're living a, a, a we're better off. Although you've got to, there are places where they're not. People are not. Yeah, it's not because people have changed. It's because we've created systems and structures and like the political systems around it that are far from perfect, but they've kept, they've led to these improvements. And actually the, the basic human being is still that basic human being that we've always been. We might be more educated, but we're still capable of the atrocities and the, the wonderful things. Yeah. Any human being has been. Just that mass scale. It's the, yeah, it's the structures that kind of protect us from our worst self yeah, and hopefully yeah, yeah. exaggerate our best self. And that again comes back to the connectedness of it all because like, here we are in a world where we're worried about this, worried about that. Uh, and we can we can kind of bemoan the political system and well, the feelings. But actually, for good or worse, they're better than they were, you know, for mm-hmm. many civilizations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where I'm fascinated about the, you know, out there. Is it a multiple worlds theory? Is it, you know, that, that's Ooh, where my mind imagine, goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heavy. But we're going to get into that because I couldn't. I, I we couldn't. need someone. We need someone of expertise to come on here and Could say, it? "Look, lads, this is how it is." Right? It's all a simulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're in fact, Descartes was wrong. This is this isn't you. Yeah. You aren't. You know. Yeah, that's right. I, I think therefore I'm. I'm not. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, shot. Um, I'm looking forward to these episodes. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, I'm gonna. No, I'll leave that for after. Yeah, for after. Yeah, I think it's been fantastic. It's been really good. Really, I, do, I hope that uh, listeners, you're enjoying this trailer or this episode zero and that uh, you'll be joining us for some more in-depth discussion and some fun, some jokes, some kings of condiments and try your soy sauce, get your chocolate in the fridge and don't be shy to dunk your biscuit. Exactly. And don't forget to subscribe. And hopefully by the time you are hearing this, we actually have a title for the podcast. We'll have a feed and we'll have the ability to do that. Yeah. So. A five-star review helps us all. Thank you very much. And it gets <laughs> us to that little bit more. Leave a review, like write review. Give us a comment. We'll have something on there on the socials, as we said before. Just go for it. Thank you very much. Spot on. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.